Good morning, Kaylin. Morning, Cam. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Just yeah. finished moving stuff down to our new apartment in the same building. And uh, yeah, just standing in a room full of junk everywhere. <laughs> what's the what's the background on the move? I know, I mean, at least on the podcast, I know we discussed you potentially moving to Quebec. It seems like the same building is not in Quebec. So what's the deal? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't even know how we ended up here. It was kind of a bit of a whirlwind. Um, <laughs> we were looking at doing like a short-term stint in Quebec for like ski season, but then COVID kind of uh, unsure of like if we could rent something long-term without it getting canceled. So we didn't move forward on that, unfortunately. And then Gabby just is always checking out places on Facebook marketplace. And we went to go look at a place not here and we liked it, but it was pretty expensive. It was more than what, like quite a bit more than what we were already paying, but it was like massive. And then we went, we uh, were in the application process and we told our property manager, like we needed a, um, like a reference. And then she was kind of like, don't leave. Uh, I think they've had a lot of people leaving. Yeah. And basically they just offered us that two bedroom, which is like we had a one bedroom before at a pretty significant uh, discount from what we were already paying right. in our one bedroom. So it's it was like a no brainer to just do yeah, that. That's uh, fair and easier. Yeah. But I don't know. We both said this is probably our last move in Toronto, um, but it just didn't make sense to like try and do something uh, I don't know, ma- at massive scale right now to like move yeah. out west or move to another province or something. I was going to say last move in Toronto because you're like leaving Toronto or you hope to. Yeah, not like we want to live here for the rest of our life. It's more yeah. like, yeah, like I think we both would like to uh, go and try to live in somewhere else, whether it's, I, yeah, I think out west or even another country would be great. But it, yeah, I have it's mixed a much feelings. bigger process. Like excitement for you and devastation for myself. Uh, you realize as you get older, like, yeah, more and more people leave the city, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you're seeing it a lot with even the, everyone going remote. Like people yes. are able to leave the city. And I think yeah. a lot of people that would have before um, are now actually getting the opportunity to. Yeah, which ma- which makes sense. It's it's interesting. I like I've always like or I've been in the camp of oh I'd like to move to another country for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't I, but then recently I was thinking like oh are there other places in Canada that I would want to live? It's like interesting cuz it's like just as big of a move, but um yeah, I think we're just trying to stay put until Diego sorts out his citizenship and then see what the future has in store in terms of moving. That is the big part of what we're doing too with Gabby waiting on her citizenship. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but yeah, like in terms of the, I guess that was also part of why out West came up as an option. Right. And like mountains. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that I don't know. It was pretty chill. Like we moved in the same building and we like 
just kind of brought stuff down as like over the past couple of weeks and like mm-hmm. unpacked as we went mostly. So like it's um, it's in a better state than if you do everything in one day, which right. is so exhausting. I mean, yes. usually you have some help and stuff like that. And it was just the two of us this whole time, which um, had its own challenges. But really considering like it's in the same, yeah, in the same building, it made it a lot easier. So are you fully moved now or are you like ha- like partially? Yeah, we have nothing left upstairs. We actually, mm. we waited like, because our internet just switched over yesterday. Oh, got to it. This place. So we had all our stuff down here, except our desk set up so in these like empty void <laughs> spaces. Cool. So, and yeah. but you, do you still have your other apartment until like for a little bit? Yeah, we can go up there if we need extra space. Yeah, it can just be like your meditation zone for the next uh, month or so. Dance party zone. Oh, that too. Whatever your preference is. Whatever suits yeah. you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. What about you? What's uh, what's new with you? Anything fun? Life updates wise, I feel like it's been pretty slow. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yesterday was super rainy, so it wasn't very good to like get outside and do anything. I mm-hmm. have been deep in um, watching this show called Next in Fashion, um, <laughs> which uh, is basically a bunch of fashion designers who compete in a series of competitions. Oh, I think I, really I like, saw that. Yeah. Like, I love it mostly because I like, I love to see these people work. Like I think sewing is so fascinating and working with textiles and all that kind of stuff. But like, I literally just fast forward through like all the like fluff and stuff like that. Um, like anytime I did people, watch that. Is, yeah. it, is there a new season of this? Oh no, you've already seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that because Gabby was watching it and I actually, I I used to sew some things as well. Right. So I found it pretty interesting what they were coming up with. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so I finished it yesterday. Um, so oh, that's, yeah. that's been that's been a lot of my evenings the past uh, week uh, after I'm done work is like getting into next in fashion. Um, yeah, I really like, I really like shows like that. Um, I, I even just like watching, I often just watch videos of people like constructing like wedding dresses or like really complex garments because i'm just mind blown by what they do it's uh super interesting yeah i i love that show it was great like and yeah just what the two like uh i forget their names but like uh, there was like pairs of people and they split them apart yeah and i think one was like minju the one well yeah. we won't say what happened but well she was oh right yeah she, all right i was like why won't we say what happened and i was like all right the whole spoilers thing but like yeah minju was the best minju and angel amazing so cute so yeah literally um yeah. anyways yeah so my life's not been too exciting on the personal front uh Maybe we should swap into updates. Do you have anything Let's you want to? Um, honestly, it over to you first. I I don't really have much. Um, I've just been like moving and like doing contract work, so I feel like most of my time has been going to that, and it's been pretty exhausting. But while I'm moving, I'm just like consuming podcasts and audiobooks. Um, yeah, like I listened to a book called Traction. Um. Okay, yeah, I've I've heard of it. That one's worth mentioning, I guess. Um it's I think the problem for me is like I'm not at the stage where I need there there are two traction books apparently. Um but this one is all about different traction channels, like different marketing channels that you can use and try to find your growth oh, okay. traction. Um and and so it just goes through like I think 19 or 21 uh different channels and 
ways that you can explore them or use them for trying to grow your business. Um, I just feel like because I'm not at the point where I'm like trying to market a business yet, I'm still trying to like, uh, I'm still super early stages. It doesn't apply to me so much. So I'll probably have to revisit, which is fine. It was just good to have those even on your mind. So um, yeah, so that's the traction book and I'll probably revisit it later as I mentioned. And, um, and yeah, other than that, I started on this new book called nudge, which is kind of about just like, um, choice, uh, what do they call it? Choice architecture, kind of like where you, um, can nudge your users towards certain behaviors and, you know, it doesn't always have to be like an evil thing. Like it can be like, you know, you put the apples at eye level so people like eat healthy vegetables yeah. or fruits if you're talking <laughs> still <laughs> maintaining the analogy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm reading that because it's kind of related to the world that I'm getting into um, in in building out like product onboarding tools. Mm-hmm. Um like an onboarding walkthrough, it's kind of about nudging the end user to what steps they may, uh, that the app developer or like the, the business may want their users to take. Right. Uh, yeah. So, um, so far it's kind of, I don't know, I'm pretty early in it, but it's nothing revolutionary or revelationary. Right. Yeah. Probably. Both, I guess. Not, yeah, I don't. <laughs> You're not having revolution revelations, and it's not causing a revolution. So yeah, neither of those. Which it's just like pretty common sense, I would say, uh, along with some like good examples. I've actually heard a lot of the referenced, um, like kind of case studies and stuff from. They reference a lot of works from like other books that I've already listened to. Um, Got it. Like it's it seems to heavily go alongside thinking fast and slow with daniel kahneman and uh, mm-hmm. his book so um which is a great great read um, yeah and highly recommend but yeah anyway th- all this to be said that this is kind of how i'm spending my time uh like business focused while i'm trying to do all this other stuff and now with the move done and like this contract is coming to a close mm-hmm. at least this phase of it um then i'll be able to get back into kind of like building mode um i guess the only other that reminds me of my only other real update is just like this contract i'm i think it's gonna finish like december middle or close to christmas basically Mm -hmm. and then i'll start a new contract um but only doing like two two and a half days a week so that's gonna buy me back some more time that's kind of cool yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's going to move forward, but basically what I wanted for the new year was like keep a lot more time open. And so I'm really open to either just going all in on my own stuff, but it sounded mm-hmm. like the company I'm working with wanted some more hands for a longer period. So I, and yeah, for me, I guess just like keeping the bank uh, at like at least at zero instead, at, uh, or not at zero, but you know, not going down, then yeah, yeah. that's a plus for me. Like just but, maintaining, like yeah, just exactly. covering your expenses essentially. Yeah. So maybe next year I'll, I'll set, I really got to set some goals actually um, for the next year of like, what do I want my 
contracting income to be? What are my business goals? And like, I'm starting to think a bit more about that, but I don't have anything fleshed out. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Um, but usually that stuff really helps. Like I, I do find a lot of value in like setting some goals, kind of like the KPI method of like, these are like best case scenario. And even yeah. if I get 70% of the way there, it's, it's good because, um, I'm, I'm working towards something as opposed right. to like in whatever direction. Yeah. Instead of like kind of flailing. Yeah. That, that all makes sense. It's funny. You say, going back to like the, the books you were reading and you said there's two traction books. The one that I heard of, or I think I even downloaded it, started listening to it was the other traction book for sure. It's one that <laughs> touches on the difference, or, like on how like traction is the opposite of distraction. And it kind of like digs right, into that right, whole concept. It. And so I remember hearing about that one on a podcast and I thought it was, uh, it was, it was fascinating. But yeah, I yeah. definitely have always found that confusing that there are two traction books in the business space, and I'm sure that it comes up a lot. <laughs> there's uh there's only there's only so many there's only so many buzzwords that people want to put on the front page of a book, I guess. Yeah, it's actually this one is by it's funny the story behind it. Like it's by the uh, um, founder of DuckDuckGo, Gabriel okay. Weinberg, I think is his name, and um. But like he started writing the book, apparently. I, I remember hearing about this and he started writing the book, but then someone approached him to like help him out. Some other kind of like um, some other founder was just like, hey, I want to help write this book. And he was like pretty young, just like go getter attitude. And like they ended up they didn't even know each other, but they wrote this book together. Um, mm -hmm. That's my understanding of it. And so kind of like it sounds like Gabriel would like hash out the concepts and then this other guy would go and execute on it i i always find it interesting like books that are written in pairs like yeah. how you even go about that and like yeah kind of like but I, I could see how it works it's like you could be like the high level kind of like bullet points and overview kind of in the same way that people execute on any business strategy and then like and then someone else goes and like fills out the content for all that. Yeah. It's funny. Like even like thinking back to, let's say a university project when you had to have multiple people, like you can't really be like, I'll write this paragraph. Then you write that because then it just sounds like not cohesive. You know what I mean? So it's, we definitely used to do that. Did you um, <laughs> we would go like you do this whole section of the report? I'll do this one. And yeah, you're right. It was completely like people horrible. are so different in the way that they write so yeah i think it's yeah. kind of interesting to do it more from like building like the bones up like oh i do the bullet points and then you like turn that into whatever um yeah it's interesting you know it just really relates to back to next in fashion and like those two designers working together. i'm just joking 100%. but it does um <laughs> no that's cool uh, i think like the two days a week thing also for you um that will be interesting, especially if you could do like concentrated days, do like a Monday, Tuesday, half Wednesday or whatever. I don't know how that's it would what be I'm set doing. up. Yeah. 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 That'd that, be cool. Yeah. I, or at least that's what I proposed. I said, let's do like, I would much prefer that so I can like focus and mm -hmm. focus because it sounded like they were more like wanting to do like half of each day, but like I only have so much to juggle uh, yeah. mentally. And like, honestly, I think then you're like, probably getting messages after like I, i'd rather just yeah. kind of like keep the i don't know cognitive space it like where it is for you know i guess the problem for them is like um i don't even know if that last sentence made sense but <laughs> basically the problem for them is like yeah they want someone each day so that they can always have check-ins on like where mm -hmm. the work is and it's like okay by 
this day if it's not gonna be done then it's a whole other week until the next part and so um but so really i'll just have to be better at like tying things off in a good place yeah. each i guess week. it's like yes and no like i mean it de- yeah it de- I guess it depends how you're all distributing work and like how small of chunks you're making things into and if it's easy for people to pick up where you left off like but yeah i see both sides of it but even as somebody hiring someone i would not want to hire them for partial days like five days a week because the amount of time wasted on like admin work will just like be i think the proportion will be much higher if you come in every day for a short period of time like i think so. getting like to that flow always, state yeah. is like near impossible yeah there's getting into the flow state and then there's like stand-up meetings which if right. you're on every day you're probably in the stand-ups and mm-hmm. then it's like another trying to get into the flow and yeah yeah it's that and you know i think I mean, I say that they wanted that, but that was kind of their initial proposal. Right, but right. like when I said like, no, the context switching will be probably worse for everyone Then yeah. I think they understood. So we'll cool. see if that moves forward. If it doesn't move forward, then I'll just be working on my own stuff, which I'm yeah. excited about too. So Awesome. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a busy season. You'll, you'll sort it out as the days go on. Yeah. Et toi? That's French for and you. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, Not I, sure I, why I, like, I did that. For, for some reason, I like understood what you said, but I thought you meant like you will also figure it out as the days go on. And I was like, you're right, Cam. I will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll all so figure nice. it out as the days go on. Um, so, oh, I didn't mention this in my personal update, but I'm going to do it because I'm upset before I move on. We don't have hot water right now and it is not fun. Um, we haven't had it since. That'll wake you up. Yeah, we haven't had it since Thursday morning. So, you know, I tried like the shower with pots and pans method. I've tried the cold method. I don't know that I have a preference at this point, but... Uh, Why would you shower with pots and pans? You mean you heat up water in them? Yeah, or, that's like, what... like you that, just put them in the shower? That's what... Like, like, <laughs> that's what Diego suggested I do is like heat up a big pot of boiling d- water and then have like another, another pot where you put cold water in and then some hot water so then you have access to like a lot of warm water but it was like quite a production to get this all set up that sounds terrible yeah but i was very like did not want to go in the cold water but then i got competitive like diego was not dealing with it very well so i was like you know what i think i have a better resistance than you let me try so um <laughs> that's how i ended up in a cold shower uh it wasn't fun um so that is all that is the, the other personal thing but um in terms of kind of that hmm, it should be fixed on tuesday i hope uh so a couple more days (laughs) but it's also just like it's not like i'm usually i'd be fine like i'll just go to the gym and shower but there's no gyms it's a pandemic so there's i and like my family won't have none of my family members will have me to shower because it's a pandemic so here i am yeah um yeah uh very interesting time uh and i say that like I should be mindful when I say that, like, oh, it's an interesting time to be out of hot water. Like, I should also recognize that there's people who are legitimately in this situation right now because of the pandemic, like not being able to pay their water bills and not having anywhere else to go. So, yeah, I should be thankful that it will be fixed on Tuesday. Also, I realize yeah. as I say this out loud. No, I f- that's fair. I'm constantly having to check myself on, like, things that I complain about. And, uh, yeah, yeah, um, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be out too much by showering slightly less frequently. Uh, though showering yeah. is one of my favorite hobbies. Um, <laughs> I say that so seriously. Uh, so I, so we talked last week and I mentioned that uh, kind of the, the, the Slack app idea, Diego and I are going to like try to go all in on that over the holidays. So that aside, 
I've been working on something else kind of small, which has been interesting and fun. Um, so I tweeted about this. Maybe you saw it. Maybe you didn't. I was like, I want to build a database of retrospective templates. Like one of my, uh, the annoying part. So for people who don't know, retrospectives are like a meeting that teams have at a regular cadence where they reflect on like people, processes, tools, and there's a bunch of different formats. And when you do it in person, people often just like draw on a whiteboard and use sticky notes. But now that we're all remote, you like everybody's doing them on online platforms. So there's some online platforms that are specifically 100% made for retrospectives. Like they set it up for you. There's not much you need to do. Mm -hmm. Then there's also kind of more like whiteboarding spaces where you can get more creative. So you can essentially do whatever you want in the whiteboarding spaces. I prefer to use as a coach, I prefer to use like whiteboarding spaces because um, it gives me the ability to also like dynamically change things on the go, depending on what's happening in the meeting or right before the meeting. And it's just a little bit less structured than like a, a three column type software, whatever. But I get super annoyed that I always have to like, like research more templates and make more templates and all. It's just like, a it's just like a, a hassle. Like I, I always, don't look forward to that part. I love running the meetings, but I don't like making the templates so much. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make all these, these templates. And I wonder if people will download them. I wonder if people will pay a dollar for them. I wonder, I wonder dot, dot, dot. Um, How many do you think that there are? Like, cause so, I know I've done a few different ones. Um, in my list right now, let me pull it up because I started kind of gathering them and I, the list is definitely not exhaustive at this point. Uh, one second. Notion doesn't have numbered columns. Oh, 30. I have 30 in the list right now. Yeah. Wow. That is quite a few. And I think, I think there's, I think there's more, but that was my initial pass at like, what are all the ones that I know? I like try really hard for teams that I work with to change what we do every time. Otherwise I think, you can get into a rut with it. So um, basically what I've done so far is like, I, I obviously created this list of all, here's all of the, here's all of the retrospective types. Here's the format. So are they like two column, three column, a grid, something else, just so I can kind of like group them. Mm -hmm. And then I started figuring out for like the major whiteboarding platforms, how could you create templates for them? Because some of them have in like built in functionality, like, to save as a template or share as a template and some do not. So mm. you have to get a little bit more creative with like save a backup and upload a backup, which is still pretty straightforward, but it's unfortunate that they don't all have like the functionality built in. Mm -hmm. um, so I looked into that and then I also, uh, I bought a domain and set up like a landing page. Um, it's not even a landing page. It should not be public. It's basically me working on the actual page uh, but because it's like a notion to super thing, I've just been like doing it. Um, I should probably hide it, but whatever. Um, it doesn't matter to me. No one's going there. Um, just to see what, how I can. What's the domain? Are you going to tell uh, everyone? I mean, now that now it's like a half finished unstyled <laughs> thing, but it's it's oh, no. literally retrospective templates.com. Like that is just like what it is. Nice. That's it. Yeah. That's a good, uh, very, so, you know, concise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've been messing around with like, so setting up that notion site and then how, how do you link from there for people to like purchase or access templates? So I've been connecting that to Gumroad. So I've been messing around in there 
to kind of set that up, which is like a platform that's heavily used for people selling like digital products, which I'm sure you know, but just for anyone listening, because anytime yeah. I've said Gumroad to someone, they don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have had that same thing with like trying to explain Gumroad. Um, I, I love it. Like I've bought a few courses off of it and um, and yeah, I don't know. It's kind of nice to have like a place where my courses are that I like go to. Right. You know, like I just know they're in this one spot. Usually you buy courses and then you have to like keep them in your emails and go back to check them and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bought books off of it. I think the mom test is sold on on Gumroad. And I bought a Notion template off of it recently, which is this kind of like exhaustive year end review type template, um, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, And I also partially did it a because I wanted to access the template, although it was also available in Google Docs and B because I wanted to see the flow from a Notion super site to Gumroad and like like go through someone else's process. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's kind of what I've been like messing around with, I guess, like. My hypothesis is that like I don't know how likely people would be to to spend money on this, but um kind of having fun just setting it up as a project and I think l- likely like I'll start off with just selling them as singles, but once I'm done enough of them, I wonder if people if they have a platform they use. So for example, one of the platforms is like Miro. If if they constantly use Miro as a team, maybe they'd buy a pack of 30 templates for like $20 or something like that. Um, oh yeah. I think especially if you're like enterprise space, you could charge even more for that. Like, yeah. Um, it, it's definitely worth testing out. And yeah, I could see you like having some things like giveaway, you know, like with books, they give away like two free chapters or right. something. So you can see the quality and like how it is, but like, you know, that, so that's enough to like give people the value of the quality of the templates yeah, and then they can, you know, kind of see how that is. But obviously, they would run out of ideas if they're recycling the same two, and yeah. that just run that naturally lends itself to like, hey, we should get more of these templates. So exactly. yeah, I could definitely see that. So yeah, that's the hope. There's like some super simple templates that are like, like stop, start, continue, or like went well, didn't go well, and I'll just put those for free. Like people could just download them. Um. But then there's ones that like, it's not that they're more complicated, just maybe like less used or less thought of. And for me, building them isn't all that hard. Once you have like a nice aesthetic base, a lot of them fall into those different groups of like, it's a two column, it's a three column, it's a four, it's a grid. And so it's just like a lot of like changing titling and some notes. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of just like what I've been poking around with because it's been a pretty easy lift, but it's kind of been in the back of my head for a while. Um. So yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, at so the far. very least, it's going to help you, um, you know, to just have a resource of these templates, and I think it has a lot of opportunity, and it can give you some ideas of how to, I don't know, try to rank in SEO, right. you know, and like see how that goes, or how how to just set up a product page. Like until you, you know, actually start doing this stuff, it can be uh, easy to like dream up, but then you get down to it, and you're like, oh, how do I? split up these products and showcase them side by side if one is free and one's paid and yep. how do you split up the paid versus the free to make it a compelling sell and yeah i think you learn a lot by doing that so that's that's cool it's also interesting because like if you look up retrospective templates right now or, or whatever there's not really any site where you can like actually download them but there's lots of sites that just like tell you like this is how you do this one or this is how you do that one 
but like the actual sites themselves, like the UI UX is like not great. Like the bar is very low for these types of sites. So that's a plus. Um, the bar is much higher for sites that like have the retro software themselves. Those are all nice, like product sites, but that's not really what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, that's good. However, I've been like trying to figure out styling on super, which is like pretty straightforward. You just, it's, you just have to put the CSS in like a little snippet space that they have, but like, oof, I'm not good at this kind of stuff. So I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the journey, right? Yeah. Uh, I heard a pretty good quote. Well, I don't know. Now it's a quote. Because <laughs> like it was just someone talking. Yeah. Um, but they were just saying like um, how entrepreneurship is just a journey of like self-discovery and self-growth. And, you know, it's like you're not necessarily just building a company. You're like building your yourself and your skills and finding out a lot more about yourself along the way. I thought that was a really cool way to look at this um whole thing because like there's obviously i don't know like we could just have good jobs and make decent money and like have a good life and not have the worry of like trying to set all this stuff up but like Mm -hmm. obviously there's a drive here of something and it's basically just uh i think a lot of it comes down to like that um learning about yourself yeah. Hey, I also think it's interesting. Like, as you say that I'm thinking like, it's such a good way to try a bunch of things to see if there's like a specific area that you're really passionate about, or if maybe doing the whole thing is something that you're really passionate about, like starting businesses. Like, I feel like I've been in a bit of a rut of just like, and I've talked about this with you. I'm like, like, how passionate am I about the work that I'm currently doing in my job? I like it. I like my job. I do like what I do. But sometimes I wonder, like, is there something more suited that I could be doing. But then I get into a spiral of like, but what is that thing? I don't know. And it's it's actually, I think, like a lot more burdensome to go and like try a new role at a large company. Like, first of all, I need to like establish that I'm credible in that space enough to be hired, then go through all that, start at a new company, try it out, like, or at the same company, whatever. And I think that like by doing these side projects, you actually can just kind of like do learning in a bunch of spaces in a much like more lightweight kind of way um, yeah and you can get that over within like a couple weeks or a month to Mm -hmm. see if it's at all a good fit versus like you know it's kind of a bad practice to like leave a job after a few months or yeah you know um some say even like six months or a year you know even if it's not a good fit you should stick around just so your resume doesn't look like you're job hopping and and that's like these are valuable years of our life like if you just like spend all that time trying to hop from role to role i've definitely appreciated you know being able to yeah try out different things and i look forward to doing a lot more of that yeah yeah, yeah it's really like it's point. a good point that i never really thought about till now like you can only kind of transition like what your specialty is so often i mean unless you're a person who's just like really good at a ton of things but even like, yeah, it's so much more daunting if I were to be like, oh, maybe I'm interested. Like this is an example, which I don't think is like the truth. Oh, I'm super interested in product management. Then like, but I can't just go get hired and try it. Like I actually need to put in like a ton of work learning or I mean, like proving to people that like I could do that. Then yeah, go take it on, try it out, not leave in four months because that's not appropriate. You know, it's super interesting um, that it's mm-hmm. it's. I see why it's hard for people to make switches at this point in our career. Yeah. And I feel like the 
I don't know, the entrepreneur approach or like you, you kind of get to expose yourself to all those different things, um, things you may want to do or not want to do. And like some of that is like product management. Some of that is accounting. Some of that is all these different things. Right. And, um, you know, you don't maybe become an expert at each of them, but you have to like learn them enough to, to get through it. Yeah. And that is, I don't know, pretty pretty interesting for me you know i don't love all the all the different things but you can always hire some of that out once you realize like you like these parts of the business and and don't like others and you know if your business fails like you still have learned a lot of these skills and i think it makes you potentially more employable um some would argue like unemployable because you just don't want to have to go back to like a job and answering for other people but i i have seen some kind of success stories of people who kind of did the entrepreneurship path and then and then you know their business failed in a you know in the sense that they had to shut it down and then they joined a company Mm -hmm. and they you know got a really high-ranking position because of all the like experience that they had in managing running a whole organization right like yeah yeah, I think like in terms of people, especially who manage business units, like nothing could be more beneficial than actually understanding what it's like to have like that money on the line in your own kind of kind of business and own kind of space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. So, uh, yeah, I think it's funny when you say like hiring out certain parts because like I'm I'm creating something that provides people retrospective templates because I don't like making the templates. Therefore, now I need to make a bunch of templates. So um, you can understand that that is why that is the portion that I have not done yet. I have done all the other portions, but I need to make the templates. I've technically started on it, but I was like, I don't like this design. I don't know. So I'm trying to like iron that out. I might actually like look somewhere like um, like Fiverr or Upwork and just see if there's like a designer just to kind of like help me get a base for uh an aesthetically pleasing uh layout yeah there's a lot of these kind of like template based seo plays like you know um canva is like a design tool and part of their you know um marketing is like they have landing pages for all the different templates like posters or greeting cards or you know Mm. things like that and and like each of those gets its own dedicated landing page so that it appears in Google results, but also so you can kind of have pages for each of these templates and like, um, and that can give you some SEO juice. Um, and I also just mentioned it because like, yeah, like you may have to start off by making these, um, but then you could either have it be like people, you could, you could do um, crowdsource templates where people can, join with an account and submit their own templates mm-hmm. um or you can do uh like what you're talking about hiring someone uh like a f- contractor who can like go and generate those and so yeah. it doesn't have to be on on your plate long term it just has to be like proving out the model or the concept yeah i think like for the most part it's just like getting down those core layouts and then it's a it's pretty easy lift the only ones that take like more work than that are ones that are more like visual retrospectives which are my least favorite because I'm not a super visual person like that, but also because like I can't draw sailboats and race cars and all these kinds of things. So there I'd probably need some help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's but, fair. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's kind of, yeah. that's like the high level of like what I've been messing around with. Um, pretty slowly, like not, I've not made too much progress, but it's been actually like 
I've gotten more done than I thought in the past like couple of weeks. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, you mentioned like the project on uh, like the Slack bot or not Slack bot, but um, Slack app. Yeah. And you're kind of getting started on that. Has, has there been anything just around like figuring out, I don't know anything um, like maybe you're not building yet, but like, has there been anything there that you guys have been chatting about along the way? No, the extent, off? the extent to our discussions was like, do we want to take our entire holiday break to just go all in and like hack on this? Um, so yeah, no, we haven't really dug into it much further at, at all. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think it'll, it'll essentially be like our own little like hackathon over the holidays. We're not going anywhere doing anything. And then I think from there we'll decide if it's something that we want to like continue pursuing or, or not. Um, cool. Yeah. Sweet. Well, um should we wrap it at that i think so uh if anyone's looking to find us you can find us on twitter at work pals see ya take care